and welcome to the Chiefs Bros Podcast. This is the uh, playoff bye week edition of the Chiefs Bros Podcast. Uh, Jonathan, I'd like to play a quick game. Oh, you right games. now. Yeah, games, games are fun. Um, this one's called 20 Questions, even though hopefully it's not going to be 20 questions because that would take the entire podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Quite a lengthy intro you have planned here. Or, or we'll just call it questions, okay? And, okay. And, and the question we're trying to answer is, who's the one seed in the AFC? Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Is it the Bills who added Von Miller and, uh, you know, Josh Allen's supposed to make the leap and have MVP season this year? Uh, is it the Bills? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they're oh, the two seed. Okay. Uh, is it the Bengals who revamped their offensive line uh, and were counting on riding lightning again uh, back to the Super Bowl? Uh, no, it can't be them because they're the three seed. Oh, no, man. Okay. Uh, is it the Dolphins? Who have, uh, admittedly one of the more fun coaches in the NFL, uh, and counted on a big leap from Tua and have the two speediest receivers in the NFL, including Tyreek Hill, who used to play for the Chiefs. Uh, no, I believe they technically made the playoffs. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. Um, is it the Ravens? Uh, is Lamar Jackson finally figuring out how to throw the ball? Nope, not the Ravens. Uh, what about, um, the Chargers, who were going to win the AFC West? Uh, no, and side note, they did not win the AFC. Yes. Uh, what about the Broncos, who are going to let Russ Cook finally for the first time in his career? Nope. Uh, is it the Chiefs, who were dominant again, even though they rebuilt their entire defense, and Patrick Mahomes was breaking in an entire new slew of receivers this year? Yes, you finally got it. It is the Chiefs. Oh my gosh. It didn't even take 20 questions. No, only yeah. took a few. Yeah, I'm so good at this game. Just like the Chiefs are good at football. Mm, yeah. Excellent segue. Yes, yes. Uh, the Chiefs are once again. Okay, have the Chiefs been the one seed? This is this is a question to me. Uh, okay, they were not last year. Yep. I don't think they were the year before that either. Were they? I don't think they have ever been the one seed. Because because I, I mean they were is, the one seed in 2018. In the true spirit of the podcast, uh-huh. we're not going to go back and look at the actual stats. Um, I'm pretty sure true. last year the Titans were the one seed. Yes. The year before that, the Ravens are the one seed. Yes, that was Lamar Jackson's MVP season. Uh, and I think that the 2019 Super Bowl season, the Chiefs were the two seed because this was back in the good old days whenever two teams had a bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the, the Kevin Harlan, Kansas City, San Diego, uh, Miami, New England. Oh, Call them both games. That was great. Whenever the Chiefs beat the Chargers and the Dolphins beat the Patriots simultaneously. What are, what are the greatest in that year? It was the, uh... Was it the Ravens? It might have been the Ravens. Was that the Ravens year? I really don't remember. Okay, well, um... There was a long time there where the Ravens were the regular season champs and, and, and did bupkis in the playoffs. Okay, well, if, listeners, if you know the answer to that, please write into one cheese bro drive uh, the answer. Yes. We are not aware. Yeah, like and subscribe. Uh, give us the answer in the comments. Um... Which Anyhow, the podcast. I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time in my memory, which goes back three seasons apparently, that the Chiefs have been the one seed. Um, now it's not. We should we should go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Um, it's not the full one seed that we have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Oh, okay. Hold on, man. If I may, yes. It. It is the one seed, no holds barred, except for if it's the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, you will be playing a neutral site. Now, this is a little statistical thing. That might be the most likely outcome, mm-hmm. but that outcome versus the field is very small. 
So basically, outside of that one occurrence, we are the one seed. Man, I just have a very hard time believing it's going to be the Chiefs against someone else other than the Bills or Bengals. Just like the gap between those yeah. those three teams and everyone else makes me think there's hardly any chance. It's true, but I mean, that's just kind of the way the NFL works, is there's always yeah. a team that works its way in there that you just never really see coming. Maybe. If, if, the, if the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals get knocked off before... How do I put this? If they don't knock each other off, or if they get knocked off before the AFC Championship, it will be a major upset in my mind. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We're getting into the AFC, like the, the playoff review. Um, That's right. It is wild card. Let's just talk about how we got here. Um, for one, and, and you know, since we wisely avoided podcasting last week, we didn't talk about this much. But congrats to Demar Hamlin for being uh, released from the hospital. Yeah, He's clean bill of health. He's released. Um, he's excited about, you know, the bills and stuff. Yeah. He's, I think he's fine. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Um, which, you know, going back one week, I believe, is insane because this guy was, uh, in a very bad way on the football field. Like, like, it, about as bad as it could get on the football field. Um, was resuscitated and, you know, Basically stabilized by the, the staff at, at the, uh, I don't know, was this in Buffalo? I mean, no, it was Cincinnati. It was in Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the weirdest football games I've, you know, part of a football game I've ever watched. Yeah. Because it didn't end. Um, yeah. Nursing a game that was just canceled. Um, it's so strange. At first it just looked like a very routine kind of concussion type play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point they came back from break and they showed some of the Bills players and their reactions to it. And at that point, you're wondering, like, man, this must have been, like, way worse than I thought. Yeah. I was thinking, like, I don't know, just a bad concussion. He's just out cold or something. Um, and then I think maybe a later break, or maybe it's the same one, um, Joe Buck said they were, you know, giving him CPR. And that's when you were like, wait, what? Because that, that's not a football injury type thing. No. Normally, you know? No. Um, very alarming. Yes. Um, but it seemed like that situation worked out as well as it could have, uh, possibly hoped to have gone. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, a weird situation, but sounds like it's gone well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, continue thoughts and prayers to Mark Hamlin and his family, uh, for the ordeal they've gone through. Um, but all that weirdness means that if the Chiefs play the Bills in the AFC Championship, it would be a neutral site. Yeah. Um, Which, I know it would suck to, I hate that. I know we're like looking way too far ahead right now. Um, I would hate that because it would kind of kill the streak in a little bit of, you know, the Arrowhead Invitational, which I really enjoy. How many years is this now? For, it has been four straight years. It will be number five. Do you know how insane that is? It's completely insane. Yeah. It's bonkers. Um, that's kind of why I enjoy it. So that would suck, but. As far as like us actually winning the game, I don't really think it matters that much. I okay. Let me put it this way: um, Chiefs at Arrowhead versus Chiefs at neutral site is about a wash in terms of actual play. Okay. Bills at Bills Stadium versus Bills at neutral site. I think that makes more of a difference. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that the Bills have more of a home field advantage. It's just, for whatever reason, 
nothing to do with the crowd that I can tell. Uh, the Chiefs seem to do as well or better on the road as they do at Arrowhead, which makes no sense. We, we've been to Arrowhead. A lot of you know, the listeners have been to Arrowhead. I don't know why, but there's something about the Chiefs playing at Arrowhead where they're, they're, not, they're either equal or not as good. I think maybe this might be like a human psychology thing. I think maybe it has to do with like whenever you're on the road in an opponent's stadium, maybe you're just a little more focused. Yeah. Because it seems like most of the most of the, ga- the games that we lose at Arrowhead, um, it seems like their games were just like we didn't play very well mm-hmm. and just didn't come out like ready to go. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I don't even view it as a bad thing because, I mean, at one of these points, maybe we'll eventually have to go on the road in a playoff game, but not this year. Let me say this. The... You know, the, 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 being the first seed in the playoffs has two advantages. One, you don't have to play the first week, you get a bye. Two, you get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah. And the first one, that's much more important. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We already have the most important part of being, uh, the one seed. Yeah. It's a free win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with the way the Chiefs are playing right now, uh, where they basically play down to their opponents, I am okay with missing a game against, like, the Dolphins. I, I would not want to play the Dolphins in the wildcard round right now. Oh, I wouldn't care. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Okay, counterpoint. You said they've been playing down to their opponent. Yes. They have a little bit. Yes. But two counterpoints. Number one, we kept winning all those games. Mm-hmm. So we took care of business when we need to take care of business. Business. And number two, whenever we are a game that was actually important, like versus the Raiders in order to get to one seed, we dominated. Yeah. So I... I'm not concerned about it at all. Maybe you're right. Um, I've been thinking about the Chiefs kind of uh, their zeitgeist this year, like their 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 attitude or their their essence in this year. And I think it's like they are a college senior, mm. where okay. they're going to give effort, but only if they have to. Yeah, and um, they're they they're experienced in whatever they do have to give effort. They're good at it. Yeah, they know exactly how they much know how to, to study. They know yeah. how to do well in exams, but they're not going to give you much more than they need. So, like <laughs> down the stretch, two are most complete games, like within the last couple of games, right? Or last last handful. Seattle. Yep. Oakland. Yep. Las Vegas, but whatever. And whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I'll do that for the rest of my life, by the way. Oh, just like I'll I'll try to San Diego Chargers. And that was a game where we knew the Seattle was good to decent. Made the playoffs. And we knew we had to beat Oakland. Yep. Um, and then the games we, we did not play well were the Texans and both Broncos games. Yeah. Because it seems almost physically impossible to lose to those teams. Even though they came kind of close. We did. So... Yeah. I, I know, like, at the time, it kind of sucked. It felt like we should have been blowing those teams out. But, yeah. like, at this point in the season, especially after that performance against the Raiders, which we haven't even discussed, but we killed the Raiders, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. We did. And it was glorious. Um, I just – I don't care about those close games at all right now. Those are just completely rearview mirror. Don't matter to me a bit. Like, the Chiefs are great. They're going to play good against whoever they face. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably be favored. Maybe even win. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think based on that, you know, now that we are finally to the finals, if you will, and none of them are blowoffs, the Chiefs will finally start playing their best games. Yeah, and I think that started against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of skipped over. Well, let's back up for a second and talk about this game. 
Uh, the Chiefs beat the Oakland Raiders 31-13, to a game that started well and ended well and was well in the middle. Yeah, and and, uh, and that's a little misleading, too, because there was a, a garbage time mm-hmm. to run for a touchdown yep. that meant nothing. But you can, I can just, if there, if there was like a job where you could get paid to sense garbage time touchdowns, I would make so much money at that job. Because I am great. I can, I can smell a garbage time touchdown from a mile away. I can yeah. sense them coming. There's not though. That's the thing. Yeah, I think it was because like there was a year where I had Andy Dalton on my fantasy football team, and he was the king of garbage time. Like once the game was completely out, boom, two touchdowns every time. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So yeah, I'm an expert at it, and I could sense one coming, and we gave up one. But yeah, again, who cares? Yeah, uh, I'm very excited that we played one of our most complete games in the last game of the regular season. Yeah, the defense looked awesome, and what was even what was the most important takeaway from that game for me was the defensive line looked dominant in a way that it hasn't all year long. Yeah. Um, is the Raiders' offensive line bad? It's not good. But it's not It's not terrible, right? Um, I don't really I guess, know. I guess my question is how much should we discount this performance? Um, a little bit. Um, I, I, this is probably a subpar offensive line. But we've played bad offensive lines and looked yeah. Very underwhelming yeah. in earlier parts of the year. So I don't care who it was to like to have a performance like that where you had Chris Jones just going off, multiple guys around him contributing as well. I think that was kind of the most encouraging thing I've seen from this team in like almost the whole back half of this season, really. Because that was the thing that was concerning me in the middle part of the season was is this defensive line, is this pass rush going to be good enough for you to win in the playoffs? And I hadn't really seen that, but really the last month or so, I think they've started to turn it on. Yeah. And I'm feeling a lot better about the pass rush in particular than I did back in, like, say, November. It's been a big change because I think going back to, like, midseason, we've, we've talked about what was the biggest concern with the Chiefs this year. And you and I both came back to pass rush. Mm-hmm. And it really felt like that was the biggest weakness of the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to break with tradition and actually look up stats if I can get ESPN to work correctly here. Um, and the Chiefs this year have had, I think, it, I forgot the stat. I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't remember it because, you know, Twitter. And they had a massive amount more sacks this year than last. Mm. Uh, Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks. That's awesome. Carl Aftis, had six sacks, I believe nearly all in the last handful of games. Yeah, the last like six or so. Frank Clark had five. Mike Denna had five. Chris Dunlap had four. Colin Saunders and Jarius Steen both had three. Hmm. Did, that, did Dunlap really only have four? I feel like it's been more than that. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't and I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if they have hurries on here. They don't, apparently. Yeah. I, I would, those are awesome. Um, I'm not a huge stack guy because I feel like so so often it's just a bit random. It's like who the two guys coming right at him and who he goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Carl Aptis in particular, we've seen him win quickly a little bit more the last couple of games than we've really seen pretty much in his career to this point, and that's really encouraging to me. And it does, it feels like. Um, it's been a long time since we've had those plays where the quarterback just has all day back there, but we only send four. That seemed to be happening a lot. I haven't seen that much in the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, and, and along with this, you know, a, a a play that does not generate a sack, but is also very influential from a pass rush perspective, is the knockdown at the line. Mm. And the Chiefs, I feel like, are very good at that. Uh, Chris Jones and George Karlaftis is a big part of this, too. I think that's coached into them by uh, Joe Cullen, the defensive assistant in charge of the offensive it is. line. Yeah, they basically said, like, the coaches say, like, if you know, like, it's a pass rush where you're not going to get home, just get the hands up. Yeah. Just do something. Make them think about it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a banded ball, that's that's as important as, you know, like a pass broken up by a defensive cornerback uh, or something. So mm-hmm. it's huge. Let me ask you this question. Um, you know, we – this season has been a bit of a reachable year for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two position groups, I think, that really received an overhaul are the wide receiver room, for one. And the second is, you know, broadly speaking, the defense, because there was just a massive influx of young talent on the defense, but especially the secondary. Um, so we were really banking on – I'll just focus for, for the purposes of this conversation on the defense. We were banking on the young secondary, young defense, stepping up pretty massively. Do you think they've met our expectations now that we're done with the regular season heading into the postseason? Uh, it's always a little tricky whenever you tie a question like that to expectations because everyone's a bit different. Oh, well, let, let me put it this way then. Do you think that the defense has advanced sufficiently that the Chiefs could win, win the Super Bowl? Yes. Um, I think right now they are a league average defense, mm-hmm. and that's what we need. Yeah. Because we have the best offense in the league by most measurables, mm-hmm. especially the most important ones. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think this is a defense that could absolutely um, win, help us win the Super Bowl. And I think they're playing the best ball right now, too. Yeah. I think that's really critical. I feel like in specific, McDuffie, Trent McDuffie, the corner, and Karlaftis, the defensive end, have both gotten to the point where we expected them or hoped they would be, you know, yeah. at the start of the season, um, such that they're they're plus contributors at their positions. Yeah. And McDuffie, Karlaftis, he's coming along. And I think he, I think he's a, a nice, solid player for us right now. I think he will continue to develop and maybe even be like a real star for us in the future. Um, but right now he's still a rookie, you know, and mm-hmm. it feels that way. Um, McDuffie, he just came out of the gates and just was lights out right at the start. He got injured, um, but then he came back and he's just been like a solid dude for us, like a real plus uh, quarterback all year long. Yeah. So I think we've gotten everything that we could have hoped for out of him. And I think to a lesser extent, as our like, Third and fourth corner, um, Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams have done really well in those two roles. Mm-hmm. I would not want either of them to be starting necessarily, um, but especially Watson. Uh, Williams Williams has got a little bit of the a little too physical at times. I feel like he gets called. There are there are there, it seems like the last couple of games there's been at least one drive per game where he gets like two or three holding or, or interference penalties on him. And it's just like a string of them. Like he can't get out of his head or something. Yeah. You know? I think, I think when we play like a little more stringent uh, ref crew, that seems to happen. Yeah. Um, I just, I think with this young defensive secondary, like I feel pretty good about all of them. And especially those rookies that I think are going to get better. I think they're, they're playing like solid right now. And I really think uh, once we get into the playoffs and we really get that pass rush going, I think that's going to help them and make them look so much better. 
uh, compared to earlier on in the year. So I feel really great about the defense. Um, can I t- can I make two quick points before we launch into like some other NFL stuff? Yeah. You you said something there and kind of like skipped over the magnitude of it. This was a bit of a retooling year for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It was. And here we sit in the number one seed, best record in the AFC. Best um, offense. Yes. Best offense. In the league. Uh, by like pretty much all the important measurables like yards, EPA, all that good stuff. Um, in, a, in a year where we traded away Tyree Hill and, you know, overhauls the large sections of the defense, especially in the secondary, it's just, it's just incredible to me that any other team with any other quarterback and coach it would have felt like this should be a down year for them. You know, this should yeah. be a team, this should be the year where like some other team comes up and takes the one seed at least, if not the division title from them. And, but the Chiefs are just as strong as they've ever been. Yeah. I wonder, okay, let me ask you this question. Uh, I wonder if you're like me. Watching the Chiefs offense, do you feel like they're the best offense in the league? No. No. And that's not, it's so weird. It's not a knock on them. It's just like, maybe, maybe it's because it's not as flashy as it's been in years past where it's just like bombs away all the time. Yeah. It's just a lot more consistent offensive play throughout the year, I think. I mean, I still see, like, when I watch Chiefs offense, I see, like, MVS still dropping passes. And, like, us somehow on occasion, step, like, struggling to establish the run. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just, like, maybe I'm just so fixated on what's not working with the offense. And maybe it's, you know, because we're not as wide open as we used to be. Um, but it is... The, the production's there. Uh, the, you know, the, the next-gen stats tell us it's it's the number one offense in the league. I think a huge part of it is that our our perceptions of what, like, the best version of the Chiefs offense is just, like, so, so warped. Because, mm-hmm. like, in 2018, that was, like, a historic, groundbreaking, record-breaking year. Yeah. Um, and by, like, league standards, not just by the Chiefs standards. That was like the and last that's where we started. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the last year before defenses started to adjust. Um, that, that was kind of like let, let me make an example here from baseball. Okay. Um, I don't want to actually quote the stats because I'm not that guy, but there was like a, a season I think in like the '60s where pitchers were so dominant, and I think Bob Gibson was one of the like one, one of the most dominant for St. Louis Cardinals. Anyone cares to know? Oh, yes. He had an ERA below one or something like that, like something insane. And pitchers were so dominant, they lowered the mound to give more of an advantage to the batters. I feel like that was like the 2018-2019 season, where it's just like the offenses, like the, like the, the passing offense have been developing since the 90s. All these changes to the, to the rule book, all of these spread concepts, um, trickling in from college football or high school, high school even. But like 2018, 2019 is whenever the low roof defense, the too high, the zone, whatever you want to call it, you know, Fangio or um, Brandon Saylor, whoever came up with it. Like that defense started to permeate the league. And all of a sudden, like in the last two to three years, it's become much harder to have those gaudy numbers. And, and yeah. you've got to be more precise and more short yardage focused. So I thought it was like 20, 2020 and 2021 was when that really started. Yeah. 
So I think in 2019, like I think we were still pretty much wheeling and dealing like we mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean, this year our offense just isn't built around you know needing you know deep passes all the time. So it feels like this hasn't even really been a conversation uh, this year when it was like so persistent last year. I mean, we've hardly talked about it at all. It's almost surprising now when Mahomes goes deep. A little bit. Um, like that uh, on the opening drive, that, that huge hookup to Watson that he had against the Raiders. I think that was the longest pass he had all year, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, the Chiefs have been doing it a different way. I think in a much more sustainable way, mm-hmm. much less, much more difficult to like counter and adjust to. Yeah, I think in past years because it's it's been through the run and it's been through the pass. We are definitely reaping the benefit of the Chiefs making this adjustment before the rest of the league because we had to. I feel like like the 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 like the very cutting edge of, of defensive evolution started with the Chiefs and to an extent the Bills. And the Chiefs have been the first to make the adjustment and come out on the side with the best offense in the league. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, so the second of the two points I wanted to make and kind of interwoven in it, we've already talked about it a little bit, but I just want to again reiterate and just kind of like appreciate where we are with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you take one of the best wide receivers in the game in Tyree Hill and you trade him away. And like, any quarterback with any coach in any system, you would expect their production to go down when you trade away like a Hall of Fame caliber talent like mm-hmm. that. And with Mahomes, it's been better. Not as good, it's been better. This year has been better for him than last year. And pretty much all, uh, you know, metrics and just from the eye. Yeah. Uh, the fact that that happened is like such a huge testament and credit to him and Andy Reid and all of the guys on the offense. Um, it's incredible. And we should we should stop and appreciate it and smell the roses here. Because we're about to get into the playoffs and you know, it's all about winning the Super Bowl and stuff. But I just want like I want people to remember where we were at the start of the year. We're like, oh, this is a bit of a retooling year for the Chiefs. They might not win the division this year. Might, you know, they might be the record might be a little closer to five and five or you know, five hundred. Like those conversations were happening. Oh man, there were And they weren't unreasonable. There were some frigid cold takes. About what was going to happen to the Chiefs this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, some really cool takes. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, like, it, it was not unreasonable to look at what happened with the Chiefs this year. Look what happened in the AFC, especially in the division, and think they would take a bit of a step back. Yeah. I don't think that's an unreasonable take, but they took a step forward. So my point is just appreciate this year and this regular season for what has been so far. Before we get into the playoffs. Yeah. No, massive credit to the Chiefs, I think. It's not, okay. It's not as simple as saying Patrick Mahomes is so amazing that he was able to make up for the loss of Tyreek Hill. I think it, to me, it was more like this. Because of the roof defense, or the cover two defense, Tyreek Hill was not as viable to the Chiefs as he was in the past. We traded him and diversified our offense. And the diversified offense is worth more than the, the offense centered around Terry Kill. Yeah, I completely agree, especially about diversifying the offense and, you know, trading maybe some of that like really high powered explosive plays 
with Tyreek for more consistent run game yeah. and stuff like that. Now, that having been said, um, the Chiefs' explosive plays with 20-plus yards has increased this year this compared to last year. Completely insane. Um, it's part of, like, last year was a bit of a struggle, um, and that's an understatement at times, um, but also a testament to just like how good this offense has been and it's really, it's flown under the radar, as crazy as it sounds, um, how good the Chiefs offense has been. Because we're just like, we're all so used to it. We're so used yeah. to, you know, Mahomes being awesome. We're used to Andy Reid's offenses being awesome. But, like, this just, this doesn't happen, you know? Look at look at Brady. Look at Rodgers. Look at, you know, all these other, you know, teams that are dominant on offense for, like, a year or two, like the Ravens, mm-hmm. um, but then fade away. And it hasn't happened with the Chiefs, so... Appreciate it is what I'm saying. Yeah. And can I just say one of the one of the memes from last year that I'm so happy has died this year is the dumb luck W2F turnover. Mm. Like it felt like last year, and I don't want to knock on wood, I'm not I'm not jinxing this with the playoffs. This is a regular season thing. But last year we were played with just the dumb bouncing off the receiver's hands turnover so much. Yeah. In fact, there were, there were times that it happened this year, but it was it was few and far between, especially compared to last year. Yeah. So many, like, our turnovers this year have not been good, by the way. Like, we have a negative turnover differential. Um, it's crazy that, like, a team with our record has that. Um, but I think maybe, like, the overall team has been good enough that, like, in games where that's happened, it hasn't been enough to kill us. Whereas last year, it's like our offense was struggling, so stuff like that would absolutely kill us. Um but yeah, there has not been as many of like just like the stupid turnovers. Um, it's a bit more like special teams turnovers and muff pumps, pumps and stuff. But that's true. Oh, well, that's, by that's, the way, that was one of the best things about that win on Sunday was the special teams was flawless. No turnovers, no missed field goals, no muff punts. It was perfectly fine. Should we talk about the the, the long slow decline of Uncle Dave? Uh, I don't think we need to because I don't really think it's that big of a problem. I think it's like, I, people underrate this as well, but part of our kind of overall team turnover was there was like quite a bit of turnover in uh, special teams players as well. It's true. So, we, well, we turned the roster. Yeah. yeah. So he was dealing with a lot of kind of younger players. Um, and I mean, so much of it comes down to like Butker getting injured. Yeah. No. And Sky Moore just being unable to field a punt. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you, if you take those two factors, Butker being injured and, and coming back from that, and, uh, Sky Moore is not a punt turn guy. We learned that this year. He's a, he's a wide receiver. Yes. Yeah. Um, then aside from that, I don't know. There were some fakes given up. There were some fumbles on returns. Um, I mean, I'm not going to have the knives out for Uncle Dave. This was not a stellar special teams year. No. I'm I'd, hoping it gets better in the playoffs. I'd be interested to see where we are, like, ranking league-wide. So I feel like our special teams is normally really good. Mm-hmm. So this, like, even, like, in this really bad year, I could see us being, like, number, like, I don't know, 15 or something. Um, Like, just, like, league average. Tommy Townsend... It was actually from a punting perspective, like a punt god this year. He he did great. Yeah. Do, do you buy yeah. into the issue with him holding the ball improperly? Oh yeah, I, I think that was an issue. Um, I don't Why think it was like hasn't a, that been an issue like the last two years? I don't know. 
I don't know, but it's... Did he forget? Some oh. weird, weird things sometimes creep into, like, bad habits creep into your play sometimes. Um, so, I, I think they got that turned around. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Um, but yeah, I do feel like I need to knock on some wood right now. Yeah. No uh, special team turnovers in the playoffs, please. Nope. No buff punts. I'm wrong. Also, <laughs> just like a weird thing about this year, I feel like every time a receiver or like a punt returner or a kick returner, like the instant they get like their momentum stops, every time I'm like, okay, just go down. Just go down. Just go down. It's not even just no. the returners. Like Travis Kelsey is that way to me. After that, after that fumble that lost us the Bengals game, yeah, I'm just like, okay. And okay, let, let me let me step back here. Part of this is because the refs do not blow the whistle this year. Like you'll yeah. get, you'll get a guy up, and because of rules, you'll try not to like take him to the ground, but they'll just hold the guy up for like two seconds. Yeah. And and strip the ball and try to get the ball out, and the ref won't pull the whistle. It's like have it, it's got to be one way or the other. It's either you call the play dead or you make them tackle for the whistle. Yeah, and that's especially true with quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, as a defensive player, it sucks to know that like I can if I tackle a quarterback meanly, they're gonna flag me. If I tackle a quarterback nicely, the quarterback's gonna get the ball. Yeah. Uh, that that would frustrate me to no end. Um. But anyways, I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about special teams. Well, it was just like um, the fear of fumbles before the player is down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not going anywhere this year. That's that's still in there. But yeah. Um, hopefully, it won't be an issue in the playoffs when we're a little more focused. All right. Um, any more any more takes on like the Chiefs team or Chiefs franchise in general before we kind of wander off into all these scrubs that are playing on wildcard weekend? Um, it's really nice not to have to think about the Chiefs playing it upon for another week. Yeah. Um, do you think? Here's a question for you. Do you think the Andy Reid off the bye took a hit this week or this year? Because we had, a, I think a, we we had a bye week against the was it the Bengals? It was the Titans. Was it? Whatever it was, like we came out of the bye and did not Titans. look sharp. Yeah. And it was a bit of a departure from previous years. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure it was that Titans game where, like, it was a really close game. We didn't look very good, uh, but we won. So it's going to make that, you know, Andy Reid coming off a bye stat look better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to file that under things that I don't really care about. (laughs) I'm being honest. Well, I mean, you know, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but to me, the Chiefs' expectations for the season are, if we lose in the divisional round, that's disappointment. If we lose in the AFC Championship... I mean, to me, I said it has to be to the Bills. If we lose to the Bengals again, that means we still have not figured out the Bengals. If we lose to the Bills, I mean, the Bills are a very good team this year. I would not feel bad about losing to the Bills in the AFC Championship, especially if it's neutral side. Um, yeah, I kind of agree, but, like, I I just, like, my mentality is I'm not going to be, like, negotiating who I'm okay with losing to. I just want to win, you know? Yeah. Every week, I want to win. If we lose, I'm going to be heartbroken. I do enjoy the way that we own the Bills in the playoffs. That's true. It's fun. 2-0 and o mm-hmm. against uh, the Josh Allen Bills, I do believe. Yeah. Um, um, I would I would love to beat the Bengals, and if we lose the Bengals, I might just like light myself on fire. That would be a particularly fun demon to exercise, I think. Yeah, it would be fun. If we can do it. We haven't been able to so far. Okay, we haven't. 
I don't know. I don't want to go on like the Bengals rant, but it's three games, people. Calm down, okay? Okay, but it's three games. Two of them were extremely fluky. Yeah, but and they were all very close. So yes, everybody, everybody just needs to calm down about the Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I don't like there being a team out there that we can't beat. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll take care of it. Maybe the Ravens will take care of it for us. We will see. The Bengals are the one team in this playoffs I don't want to play. Oh, there's a couple teams I don't want to play. I don't really want to play the Chargers either. Anyways, we're we're stepping all over our preview here. Um, can I make one last more point about the Chiefs before we move on, please? All right, I want everyone and those listening to participate in this. Please go ahead and knock on some wood for them. About to say, all right? Find some wood. I don't care if you're in a car. Find a piece of wood in your car and knock on it. Okay. Now that we've all done that, one of the most underrated aspects of this season is that the Chiefs have been very, very healthy. They have suffered almost no season-ending injuries. And they've had guys kind of get injured and been out for a couple weeks here and there. We've had a lot of guys filter through the lineup. That's happened. So it's not like we've been completely, you know, scot-free here. Yeah. Um, but we've had almost no season-ending injuries, and almost everybody is healthy right now. Um, and that is huge when it comes to making a, a push uh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the only guy who's going to be playing, or, or who was in question for the playoffs, who would have been considered an opening day starter, is McCall Hardman. And I don't think McCool's a question. I think he's I think he's totally fine. I think he could have easily have played uh if we needed him to, I think he would have played last week. So I think Mikul's totally fine. Um I mean the only guys that we're really missing are like Clyde, which I don't need to say anything mean about him, but no longer started. That's fine. Um Jody Fortson, I don't think we I think we lost him for the year maybe. Um so that can that kinda sucks. He was a bit of a red zone. What happened to Sky Moore this past game? Sky Moore? I think he just wasn't involved much. I think he's pretty, I didn't see I think him he's at all. Healthy. I didn't see him once. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just he didn't he didn't get involved much. No, you're right. Um the Chiefs are in a remarkably healthy spot. Remarkably. Especially given the rest of the AFC field, which is rough, man. Yeah. I mean, the, the Broncos don't have Von Miller, which is a big deal, because he was kind of wrecking fools for them for a while. Bills, but yeah. Did I say Broncos? I mean, the I mean okay, for the record, Broncos yeah. also don't have Von Miller. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But they're also not in the playoffs. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, and again, we're, we're stepping into our, our AFC preview, but it's a serious question right now whether the Ravens and Dolphins will have Lamar Jackson or Tua Tagovailoa, respectively. Yeah. And uh, the Eagles. Nobody seems to know what's up with Jalen Hurts. Wait, so. did he not play against the Giants? No. Did he? I don't know because I did not watch it. All right. Well, we'll get back to you on that one, folks. I don't think he did. You can look it up right now. Okay. Well, I'll finish up my point where you're doing that. Um, it's... It's an incredibly important thing for winning the Super Bowl is remaining healthy. Uh, almost every single year, if you look at the Super Bowl winner, one of the like 
the commonalities you'll find amongst almost all of them is like health and the key positions mm-hmm. and really throughout the whole team. I have a bit. Okay. Pretty good on Hertz. Uh, he did generate stats against the New York Giants yesterday. Okay. 229 yards. No touchdowns. One interception. So, like, how many passes? That's not on the screen that I'm I on. mean, how many completions or whatever? Don't know. I told you, all the, okay. I told you well, all the stats I know. Great. I'm assuming that was on more than one, so it sounded like he actually played. Um, well, 229 yards, yes, it was more than one play. Okay, well, I guess he's back then and probably healthy? Seems that way. Okay. Um, well, that's good. That clears up at least one of the situations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the... It's very, very important to stay healthy. Uh, the fact that our starting five offensive line is still there yep. and playing right now is, that's incredibly great. Now, I believe Tooney's probably playing through an injury. He, he's been playing through yep. a few, uh, this year, but he's still been really good. Yep. And I think he's going to be fine. And we have two weeks from the rest up and heal. So it, it's great. Everything is good in Chiefs land right now. It is. Okay. From a health perspective, for sure. Um, that's all the cheese stuff I have for now. Uh, we'll pick it up next week to see who we're playing. Wait, 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 wait. Yes? Are we going to talk about the circle huddle? Oh, yeah. We cannot talk about that. Yes, 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 yes. It is really funny to me that the cheese just get real bored now. It's, it's the best thing that happened this past week. Um, my favorite... Andy Reid goal line offense. Okay, I have two favorites. One is um, goal line Kabuki Theater, mm. where they act confused and there's like dramatic tension between Patrick Mahomes yes. and Travis Kelsey. Anytime acting is involved in a play, yeah, I love sign language. It's just like what, 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 what? What's going on right now? Oh, touchdown! <laughs> um, my second favorite is. Just weird ass formations, like uh, like like the Rose Bowl right or whatever that was, yeah. Or um, Dontari Poe throwing touchdown to Demetrius Harris, mm-hmm. or what we saw on Sunday or Saturday, which was everyone just <laughs> it was so beautiful. All these like three hundred pound men just like in a big old circle dancing around. <laughs> it was like like the like the Maypole or something. It was just absolutely hilarious to watch at the time. I don't think I actually saw the huddle. Did you see the huddle? I saw the play, and then I saw the huddle, like, like in every play. No, I I saw the huddle live. Yeah. They had to cut to it real fast because, like, the camera weren't expecting it. But, yeah, it started circling, and then they went to the, the line real quick. I think a lot of people missed that as funny and goofy as it was, the main point of that was we're going to mix all of our guys up, and basically you're not going to have... Enough time to realize what offensive like set we're in, and so you're not going to be able to adjust to it. And then we're going to do this crazy play out of it. I really hope that becomes like a, an evolution of football is uh, just the spinning huddle. You can't yes. see who's playing. Um, it's like the the next step to the flying wedge, the spinning huddle. Yeah. How much do you think? <laughs> how much of that do you think was strategic versus um, just stunting? No, I think it was mostly stunting. Yeah. Um, well, we didn't. He, he pulls out those real wacky plays that a lot of times are player designed. Not when, like, we really need him right now. Uh, aside from, you know, shift to rolls more right in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but no, it's more so whenever we're winning by a bunch and he just kind of wants to throw the guys a bone. Yeah. And let them play this, like, wacky play they came up with. Yeah. I love it. 
It's, I think it's fun. It makes football more fun. And if you don't like that, you're a sourpuss. And I don't well, use that word lightly. Yeah, and there are some of those on the Denver Broncos. It would turn mm-hmm. out. Um, to me, this is the this is the opposite side of the coin from Andy Reid not running up the score. Because Andy Reid won't he won't do the Bill Belichick thing when he runs up the score. Like whenever he's up, he'll just try to keep up by two scores or so. Yeah, he hates blowing teams out. But occasionally, he will beat you in a just completely stupid and humiliating way. Yeah, um, and that's that's probably more fun to me. It it really is. Yeah, I I I must admit, I sometimes like to hop on other teams' uh, Reddit threads to see what they're thinking. <laughs> I hopped into our uh, you know r slash Raiders. Ooh, um, dark place, and yeah, there's basically it's like this is where this is the state of our franchise right now that we're just a complete joke to our biggest rival. <laughs> They're just clowning us, <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, oh, it was by the way, that that play scored a touchdown. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care about some stupid phantom holding. Well, that was okay. a touchdown. Yes, um, there was a phantom holding call. Yes, Kadarius Tony scored a touchdown. He did. On the next play, Kadarius Tony scored a touchdown. Yes. So it's sufficiently close to me that, like, we can go ahead and meld those together in my mind to be like, the Chiefs ran this play and then Kadarius Tony scored a touchdown. Yeah. It happened. The key to me is that play scored a touchdown. And if the holding penalty was called correctly, it would have counted. So I don't know. Moral, moral victory there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very annoyed that that happened. Well, the important happen. part is that it went viral and everyone was able to see yes. how incredibly stupid the Rams yeah. look. I'm, I'm, I love that that happened in the standalone game. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, just clowning the Raiders, that will never get old to me. Never. No. 6-0 in the division, by the way, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Mahomes uh, is like again 27-3 and against the division. I've still not lost to the Broncos since 1983. Yep. Okay, or something close to that. My favorite stat that's going to get just better and better every year. Yeah. The, the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs, Obama was president. Yes. Love that thing again. That's true. That was a long time ago, Andrew. Yeah. And also it was Peyton Manning. Yes. Who beat the Chiefs. I mean, maybe that works better for you, but yeah. Yeah. That was a very long time ago. Oh, man. I just, I just want to... Sometimes I, want, I like to sit here and think, you know, just how thankful I am that the Broncos and the Raiders are two of the most down-bad franchises in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, and the Broncos are cleaning house, but they can't get rid of Russell Wilson. They can't do it. They can't. It's no. impossible from a financial perspective. It is great. Um, I think we lambasted them enough in our last podcast. Yeah, no. So well, just let, me last... and get, let me go ahead and get some Raiders hate out. Okay. Um, not a lot, just a little. So, you know, some, some of the finer points. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think they're going to fire Josh McDaniels. Nope. Um, because they're run, being run by a freaking Cro-Magnon moron uh, who has no answers. I don't think he has an idea about how to run an NFL franchise. Nope. I mean, I honestly, I, I really think that's one of the stupidest like people on the planet in... Wow. He, he owns. He owns just the, the just light him on fire oh, right now. Goodness. Look at that guy. Look at him. Look at the decisions he's made. I enjoy Mark Davis. Um, 
because he's weird and he makes the NFL more interesting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They're they're stuck in purgatory because they've got a coach that is bad enough to never let them win, but good enough to never get fired. And they're completely firmly in the QB wilderness right now. Yeah, they their QB and, next year is a cardboard cutout. It's all blacked out. They are they, se- they are separated from Derek Carr, not divorced, okay. separated. Uh, but like, Derek Carr has moved the f out. He's gone. Oh yeah, he's living with his parents no, now. He's, they're not even living in the same town right now. Yeah, no, 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 no contact. Um, lawyers have been contacted. Yeah, uh, he's on the way out. It's kind of a sad metaphor, but yeah. Uh, and they got <laughs> they got Jared Sidham, who, sure, you know what? Jared Sidham looks so good. I think they should give him a try next year. Oh, please. Your 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 mouth to God's ear. <laughs> let the chief or let the Raiders give Jarrett to them. I need a full season of Jarrett Sitton. We, we need some more time. And you yeah. know what? This this is hilarious. This fits so freaking well with the Josh McDaniels experience because for those who who have forgotten in in the thirteen intervening years, Josh McDaniels, bless his heart, ruined the Denver Broncos franchise mm. by trying to trade for Matt Castle. In alienating Josh Cut or Jay Cutler so much that he did not have a quarterback and had to draft Tim Tebow. Mm. So let's let's back up here. He had a Pro Bowl quarterback that he alienated, chasing after a backup caliber quarterback that ended up on the Chiefs. And because of that, he had to draft one of the worst first round picks in NFL history. Yes. And now he's primed to do it again. Okay, turning the page. Yeah. He is alienated and ostracized Derek Carr. Yep. And I have a real spicy little rumor for you here. Uh-huh. I heard from like people that actually know, uh-huh. real sources are reporting, real sources. there's conversations of Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas. So there's your Matt Castle. Yep. Now we just need a Tim Tebow. Who's it going to be? Uh, I mean... Whatever glorified tight end is playing quarterback in college football right now for a you know power five conference. All right, I guess I guess he's yet to appear. Um, yeah, soon he will. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying the I'm enjoying the Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, whatever whatever he's not winning Super Bowls in New England, he is destroying teams in the AFC West in a bad way, and I appreciate that. What's so funny is like as bad as he looks, the Patriots really miss him. <laughs> This is even more funny to me. This guy's just like lighting the Raiders on fire. Meanwhile, New England's like, we have no idea what to do without him. Also, and and let's just take a quick aside here. I'm deeply enjoying everything that's going on in New England. Oh, yeah. Or or maybe I should say that's not going on in New England. Yes, as in like, you know, going to the playoffs and stuff. Yeah, or being competent at all. It's getting owned by the Bills the last like three years. Do they even have a good defense? Yes. Okay. The defense is pretty good. Uh, the offense is real bad. Yep. So they're going to be average. This is like the ultimate. Squ- like, okay, it, one could one could argue that after Brady won a Super Bowl and Belichick did not, that was the end of the argument. To me, this is the end of the argument because both had terrible years, Brady and Belichick. Brady's in the playoffs. Belichick is not. Okay, yeah, that's true. But one of them plays in the NFC South. So, 
I don't. I think I don't want to go too far with like loving on the Brady. That was brilliant. Really, that was one of the best decisions of Brady's career. Where he's like, you know what? The rest of this division is just booty cheeks. I'm going to head to the NFC South because they're bad forever. Yeah, he timed it perfectly with the Saints starting to suck. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, do, we, do we want to actually go ahead and, and do this playoff review? Yeah. No, okay. let's, let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's just go game by game. Um, I'll pick a team to win. You okay. pick a team to win. Yeah. And away we go. Oh, we can talk about them, obviously, as we go through each one. Yep. Uh, so starting on Saturday, uh, the late afternoon game, which is the first one, Seahawks versus 49ers. Uh, who you got in that one? You know what? I'm going to get weird immediately. Oh, boy. Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it because it does feel like, you know, with Brock Purdy, as good as he's been, you just never know when you're going to get like a, oh, that, there's a reason that guy was, you know, pick whatever. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Relevant. Last one. Um, yes. But I think the 49ers are an exceptional team outside of the quarterback position. And even the, you know, I think he's been pretty solid for them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. I think their defense is just totally lights out. Although they quick counterpoint, the pre suspect class. Quick counterpoint. Uh, we are seeing a new creature this year, which is playoff Geno. I don't think we've ever seen playoff Geno before. Yes. Um, a I brand new species. I don't, never, know that, I don't know what that means. Never uh, found or photographed or recorded in human history. Dude set the single season record for the Seahawks passing. That, did he really? Yes. That is so funny. It's hilarious. That is so funny. Like the year after Rusley, it, it grinds that much more salt <laughs> in the wound because for your trouble, Denver Broncos, you dra- you you traded for a quarterback who yeah got surpassed in his first year in Seattle, and now Seattle is the owner of I believe the fourth overall pick. Yep. It's it's exquisite. I love it so much. Yeah, I do think- everything to do with that trade. I do think that was the worst trade in NFL history. So, so funny. Couldn't happen to a better franchise. All right, so you got Seahawks. I do. I got the 49ers. That's smart. I could see it being a close game, but, man, I just think that once that defense gets going, I mean, I don't. Th- I, I think the 49ers offense is going to have to put up very few points. I will say I don't think the Seahawks have the run game to keep with the Niners right now. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, so we got a quick an early divergence. Uh, we'll see who does better in this later on. All right, uh, the evening game on Saturday, uh, a pretty good, fun game, I think, because yep. uh, we need those in the AFC right now. The other two are not that great. Um, we got Chargers versus Jags. Uh, Hart says Jags. Yeah. Head also says Jags. Oh, okay. Because I, I just think the Chargers are bad. Uh, and also, they don't have Michael Williams. That's true. Also, I'm also picking the Jags. Not that I love the Jags, and I, I think the Chargers, you know, they kind of ran into form a little bit towards the end of the, the year here. But I'm starting to starting to whiff some chargering. Mm-hmm. Starting to smell it. It started with them not playing very good the last two weeks. Yep. Um, and leaving the starters in, in a game, like deep into the fourth quarter for no apparent reason... And then pulling them later on and still losing the game. But what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Brandon mm-hmm. Saley? Yep. Makes no sense. And then, um, yeah, Mike Williams, he get injured. It sounds like he might be able to play, but he's surely going to be, like, not 100%. Yeah. Um, he basically, I think he had to get, like, assisted out of the locker room. That's not a good sign. No. 
Um, and I think Joey Bosa also got dinged up in that game. And you know how Bosa's are. I do. So, yeah, I don't, I, I'm starting to smell on the, the breeze blowing in smells like charging. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, we're going to get a very typical Chargers type game. I think the Jags are going to win it. So Yeah, I feel like losing to um, the Jaguars and Sunshine from Remember the Titans, that's like the most chartering experience. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but a fun matchup, I think. I think it's going to be a good oh, game yeah. either way. Which, which, let's go ahead and, and call it. All of these games are bangers. Like I'm going to watch all of these. Okay. Number one, yeah. I am going to absolutely watch all of them. Yeah. Number two, these are absolutely not all bangers. Okay. Okay. Well, there are some duds in here. Okay. Well, we haven't we haven't reached them yet. We haven't reached them yet. I think that's going to be fun, and I think it's likely that the Chiefs could end up winning, playing the winner of that game. So I'm going to be paying a little more close attention to it. And let's, you never let's know. be clear: we would rather play the Jaguars than the Chargers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you do not want to mess with the division in the playoffs. Yeah. I just. I don't. I don't want to see a team for the third time in yeah. a year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not scared of them, but I'd rather not. Speaking of interdivision playoff games, yes. Uh, first game on Sunday at noon, we have the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. I don't think this is a complex one. There's not going to be any Tua. There might no. not even be any Teddy Bridgewater or Tyreek. Wasn't he dinged up? I think he got a little. He got a little gimpy, but yeah, you know he always he does that. Sometimes. He gets a little gimpy every game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, again, this was, I think this one's going to be a bit of a dud. I don't I think the Bills are going to win handily. I cannot imagine the universe that the Dolphins beat the Bills in this game. No. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm saying I can't comprehend what happens. You would have to get real bad early on Josh Allen. Yeah, like vintage, like, like 27, Student, 20, 2018 Josh Allen. Just losing his mind throwing laterals and fumbling yeah. and interceptions. Which... Don't get me wrong. It would be hilarious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would absolutely be funny. You'd also have to get, like, Ascendant Skylar Thompson, whatever his name is. Because I believe exactly. two of his brains still injured. Um, Teddy V is hurt. I don't know. That dude is, like, he's in there for, like, a couple plays before he's got he gets glass there. bones, for sure. He's, like, the opposite of the guy I'd want for my backup quarterback. Because, like, he's gonna... He basically need three quarterbacks then. <laughs> so, yeah, I... The Dolphins, they're, they're definitely one of these teams that's kind of limping into the playoffs. I feel like they just need to be put out of misery. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we both got Bills in that one, right? Yep. All right. Um, the next one, I don't think this will be a good game, but I think it'll be a fun game. <laughs> we got the New York Giants versus uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, I This may surprise you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick the Vikings in this one. This feels like type of game that they've played all year where they play a not very good opponent, mm-hmm. play them really close, but then end at the win. Win at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Vikings in a close game here. To me, the decision comes down to one question. What time is the game? 3.30 Central Time? Oh, uh, Vi- or, uh, Giants by a thousand. Giants? Yeah. But it won't even be dark. Uh, no. If it's not noon for Kirk Cousins. So, wow. He's you know, like the late it. afternoon window that's too prime time for him? No. Yeah. Kirk Cousins at noon is the only time. <laughs> High noon. Maybe so. Yeah. That being said, I could absolutely see the Vikings losing this game. Oh, yeah. Because actually, I feel, like, I feel like the Giants are going to win. I, I really do. I still, in spite of everything, do not believe in the Vikings. 
Yeah, I don't know. I believed in the Vikings later in the season. I thought people were kind of overhyping all the post games, but then they just put up that absolute massive egg versus the Packers. Um, and yeah, that that uh, that concerned me. So I'm just, I'm not going to change my pick though. Let's go Vikings. You got mm-hmm. Giants. I do. I'm glad we got some differentiation here. Uh, the night game again. I think this one we'll see. This might be another dud though. Uh, Ravens versus Bengals. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be kind of lost in the injured slash holding out purgatory. Yeah. With Lamar, um, what the, the heck is going on here? I don't know. It's getting weird. No one really wants to say it, but everyone's kind of like wondering, like, is he just not going to play because he hasn't got his contract yet? Is this, yeah, is this the ultimate business decision where he's like, playoffs? No thanks. I need a new contract. I will say he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would do that. Kyler Murray seems like the kind of guy that would do that. I don't think Lamar would. I think he wants to play and wants to win. But I don't know. No, but he's also been exceptionally weird with his contract. Yeah. Like, like, we're on, like, I think the second year of Lamar contract watch. Where he doesn't seem actually interested in signing a contract. Well, I think a huge aspect of this is he doesn't have an agent. He's no. negotiated his own contract. And I think whenever that happens, this can happen anytime. But especially when that happens, I think you know, feelings can get hurt. Yeah. Feathers can get ruffled here. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally, because the Ravens. You have to... Ooh, good point. Ruffled feathers with the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Supremely weird. Um, if if Lamar Jackson's not playing, no chance. I don't want to say no chance. Uh, I'll say it. No I chance. I feel like the Bengals they could absolutely play. I don't know who who's even Josh Huntley is that their their backup quarterback. Um, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. It's n- that's not the right name, but it's close. Okay, I'm pretty sure his last name is Huntley. Sure, not sure on the first name. Like Dollar Store Lamar. I don't think, yeah, like very Dollar Store Lamar. He's not very good. But the Ravens defense? Tyler, maybe it's Tyler. I'm gonna, yeah, that sounds good. Actually, that's probably right. Um, I just threw out Josh. That feels like a quarterback name, doesn't it? Sure, yeah. Anyway, I feel, maybe this is just part of me being like, you know, the president of the Bengals hater club. Yep. The opposite of a fan club. Um, but I feel like they could absolutely play a close game with the Ravens. I'm not going to pick the Ravens just because I think that's a little too crazy. Yeah. If Lamar was playing and was healthy, I would consider it. But the whole mystery thing is just too weird. I don't know who's going to play a quarterback. Um, but I think this feels like a Bengals in a close game. Yeah. Um, I would love for the Bengals to get bounced in the first round. Don't get me wrong. I would love it. Yeah. Um, but to me, the Ravens and the Dolphins are about equal footing right now, where it's like, okay, if your quarterback plays, maybe you got a chance. If he doesn't, you got no chance. Well, I mean... Except for Lamar is way better than Tua. It's like 80% of the teams in the NFL, but yeah. 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 But they're the ones who, who are like limping to the, to the postseason with enormous quarterback questions somehow. It's true. Uh, so, no, I think the Ravens and the Dolphins will get bounced in the first round. Okay. So, again, I... I I'm still picking the Bengals because I'm not a crazy person. But I think it's going to be closer than people think it's going to be. Yeah. So an almost upset. So that is the AFC and the NFC. Oh, we got one more. Monday night. Cowboys versus Bucks. 
We've got Tom Brady. We've got the Cowboys. It's just a, a dream for the NFL. You know what? This is one of those pure upside games where someone's got to lose, and I'm going to be happy about it. That's true. Yeah. Either either way, I'm going to be very happy. So, why don't we we'll talk about who we want to win later? Who do you think is actually going to win this game? Cowboys. I'm putting down the Bucks. Now I know this is people probably people at home probably scratching their heads right now. Because I'm also a Bucks hater. Yeah. But the Cowboys, they have big time choke energy right now. Yes. Uh, they feel like they're gonna choke again. And I don't know how to describe that or quantify it, but like the that game against Washington. Dak can I read you Dak's line here? This was so bad. This is gonna take just a moment. Talk please, amongst yourselves. Please, no, go ahead and, and tell us. Um I agree with you that the Cowboys are going to choke at some point. I just don't think it's going to be against the Bills. I think the talent differential is too great. And did the Cowboys play a game? I swear I can't find it now. Okay, here we go. All right, against the commander, the Washington Commanders that had precisely nothing to play for and were starting Sam Howell at quarterback, Bass Prescott was 14 for 37 for 128 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Boy. Now, Washington's got a decent defense, but that doesn't feel like a team that's primed to win that a playoff is, game. That uh, is, those are Palco numbers. Yeah. That, those are real bad. And just like, I, I felt this way all year long about the Cowboys, where it's just like, they've kind of, they've smelled of fraudulence all year long. Yeah. I think it's going to finally come home to roost. And they're playing Tom Brady, who, while I don't think the Bucks are a good team, they absolutely will pull out these close games and win them when you feel like you should. I think the Cowboys will win, but I will say this. I am not afraid of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm still afraid of Tom Brady. Oh, you're still afraid of Tom Brady? I will be afraid of Tom Brady until five years after he retires. No. No. Yeah. I'm not afraid of Tom Brady. I wasn't even afraid of Tom Brady when we lost him in the Super Bowl. It was that defense that beat us. But Jimmy Carapolo, if he was playing Tom for Brady the Bucs, would have won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, but Tom Brady won. It's true. Um, so what you're saying is you're afraid of the refs helping Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. I'm afraid of Tom Brady and whatever deal he's made with the devil. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not worried about the Bucs. They suck. Everyone thinks they're back because they played really good against, who was it, the Panthers? Uh, um, who had no quarterbacks. Literally just cardboard cutouts back there. So, no. Not concerned. But, having said all that, I still think they're going to win. Maybe that's more about how I feel about the Cowboys. Yeah. So, you're picking the Cowboys in that one? I'm picking Bucks. I'm picking the Cowboys. But, like I said, I'll be happy with either outcome. Yeah. Oh, I'll be happy with Because that means well. one major national narrative is going to die. Either way. And I'll be happy. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised. I think it's good for our competition here that three out of the six games we've picked different teams. So right. That's surprising to yeah. me. Um, Wildcard Weekend is generally one of the most fun weekends of football, though. It's true. I There's a couple games in here that look like duds, but you just never know how they're going to work out. So, yeah, we'll see. So, obviously, our pick for the AFC is the Chiefs. As of right now, just a flash pick, Who's your pick for the Super Bowl for the NFC? Niners. Um, I you said flash pick, so I wasn't prepared yeah. to explain that. Yeah, you um, don't need to. But that's just like my gut reaction. Okay. Niners. 
maybe I would change that if, like, again, I somehow this escaped my knowledge that Hertz was back. Yeah. If he's back and, like, fully healthy, then I should probably pick them. But I don't know. Just, like, in my gut, I feel like the Niners are playing really good ball. Their defense is really good. Um, they have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel going on offense. Mm-hmm. So I just – I really think in these, like – they they were built for playoff football. See, to me, I'm going with Eagles uh, because I think Jim Hurts is healthy and I want to see Andy Reid bowl. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be kind of fun. But the question to me with the Niners is, number one, is Jimmy G going to play at some point in the playoffs? I don't know. And two, is Brock Purdy actually good or classic backup quarterback good? I think he's classic backup quarterback good, but that's all they need. This is a team that doesn't need, you know, Patrick Mahomes on their team. They'd love to have it. See, that's what we heard like three years ago whenever they put Chiefs and, uh, Pretty good quarterback was not good enough. Well, uh, again, we're just picking him to get to the Super Bowl, not to win the Super Bowl. Uh, okay, okay. So, okay. okay. Um, yeah, I, I'd say probably the big three in my mind were are the Niners, um, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Feels like it's going to be one of those three teams. It's hard for me. It's hard to me to imagine any other team making it to the Super Bowl. In the same way that it's hard for me to imagine any team outside of the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you just never know. True. Very true. All right. Any other spicy takes to get off for for uh, in this playoff preview edition of the Chiefs Rose Podcast? Uh, no spicy takes. Just again, appreciate the year that we've had and what you know we thought was going to be a retooling year and a down year. Appreciate what's happening. Uh, number one offense. Number one seed. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP again. Um, it's just incredible. Just soak it all in and enjoy it. Yeah, I've never seen the Chiefs won, win 14 games. I don't think it's ever happened before. I think we forget that. This is... Has that never happened before? I feel like that's surely happened before. I don't think so, man. We, we, had, we, had, we had the curse of 13-3 and three for a long time. What the... Oh, the curse of 13-3? and three? Listen. Andrew, that is like the most like first-class problem I've ever heard. No, because I lived through it, okay? It happened. If, if the Chiefs went 13-3, and three, you freaked out because like, crap. This means you're going to get bounced in the playoffs. Okay. Well, that was the curse of not being good in the playoffs, not like winning 13 games. Yeah. Well, I, I'm still really happy we won 14. But no, I don't think the Chiefs have won 14 games. I really don't. <sighs> I'll check it. I feel like I have, but we, we, can, we can check it out. Yeah. And in any case, tied for best record in the league, uh, prohibitive MVP favorite, Mm. First seed in the AFC. Mm. And I'll tell you this much, uh, no one else is going to host the AFC Championship game in their stadium if the Chiefs make it. Absolutely true. Yep. So, good season. Good season. Hoping to a good postseason. Great season. Yeah. Yeah. Hope it hope it keeps rolling because how it ends is really the most important. And as we've said, this is the most fun season. Maybe maybe the most one of the most fun weeks in the NFL because we get to sit back and watch excellent playoff football. Yeah, without any worry or no stress at all. anxiety yeah. about our team Because we're playing in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So just just enjoy it, Chiefs fans. Enjoy it. As we always say, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.